Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Season 5. In Episode 6, I'm joined by Bart Murphy of HSS. When the producer says, I'm going to write you and play you your theme tune music, you know you've made it, Bob. Yeah, yeah. You know you're you've on made it. it. You've got it sorted. All right, so here we go again. In the studio today, we are recording episode six of season five of my podcast, The Foyne Jones Show. And we're going back to business. Charlie, the producer's here. But more importantly, we've got a gentleman who has, who's braved the traffic. He's braved the road closures. He's down in Sussex by the sea. He's a podcast veteran. He's been on the Foyne Jones show last summer when he was one of the leaders in our industry who stood up. Yes, you did, sir. You stood up and you was counted. You made a difference when people needed it. But... Murphy, welcome to the show. Good to see you again, mate. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Good to be here. You're all excited, Bart, aren't you? I'm well you know? charged up. Well, I'm well, laughing at it. I'll share this with you, Charlie. When, when he was in like a horrific traffic jam, he was should have been here at half nine, should have been here at ten, should have been here at ten thirty. You know, still made it pretty much on time. I was like, mate, it's okay. You know, if, if you you can turn around, we can rebook it. He's like, no. No. I will be there. I, I, I will, will be, be there. there and we will record this episode because we've got a lot to catch up on. So but you're well known within my industry and you've moved into a new position this year and we're going to tell that story and where that is now. But I think I'd like to start the podcast off, really, just with, um, just with saying thank you because it's a word or two words that aren't used enough, really. And I think from my perspective, um, we got to know each other during probably possibly the worst time in living memory during the pandemic properly. And, you know, we, we spoke about job seeking. We spoke about supporting our community, supporting our industry. And we'll go into what you achieved. But from my perspective, you've been supportive of me. So, Peter Jones, in terms of what I do socially, what I do with my content. You've been amazingly supportive of the Foyn Jones Recruitment Group in terms of our approach to recruitment and how we can do things with an element of personality and of an approach which stands us out. And then last summer... I, uh, I I had a crazy idea to start a digital storytelling and virtual showroom tour and video marketing business because I wasn't doing much recruitment. Um, you were really supportive of that. And Scott and I were talking in episode two that your projects, you know, were, were, were some of the first projects we collaborated on together. So thank you, sir. How was all that experience? You're it still was, here? I'm still here. I survived it all. Yeah, Scott was amazing, actually. I listened to episode two with Scott and it was great to sort of revisit it all because straight away, as you said, we jumped on that. Uh, sort of early last year just when and I think even still it's more relevant than ever people change what they do how they do things so I think what Scott's doing is great and you're working with him on that so we loved all of that that worked really well when I was at Moran's and and they got a lot of value out of all of those sort of showroom tours and everything like that and it's still going strong now and I'm Mm. sure people are still using it more than ever all the charity stuff was great. Again, it's sort of scary times again. It's sort of COVID numbers on the rise again. And, you know, that was something we just sort of jumped in on in the early days. We talked about it when we met last time with the podcast and just sort of getting all that kit out to the frontline workers. And, you know, that was something I was really passionate about, to be fair. And and that that effort was, was above and beyond. You know, it, it was above and beyond because, you you know, you, you showed people what you were doing and, and you made a huge difference. And, and I think 
it's it's easy to do nothing. It's easy to be seen to be trying to do something, and people do want to help. But you know, I went through this myself, and you know, I, I stood up and said, right, I am going to support people, and I'm not going to do it for financial gain. I'm going to help people that have lost their job. I'm going to help my community and my, and people I'm connected with in ways that I can. And, and there was a lot of reward there, and we we did, and we sp- I spoke about this in almost every podcast last year. But you know, we saw during those times, Bart, we saw the best in humanity, and we saw the worst in humanity. So you know, what I'm hoping, because we are dealing with the new variant now, you know, and it, it is, you know, there there are new changes being brought into play. Um, I'm trying to get my booster, but when I when I logged on last week, I was I wasn't uh, five months. Oh, clear. Right. I thought you were going to say you were under 40, Peter. No, mate, oh, mate. I'm not looking too bad, Bart. <laughs> You're I mean, looking I, you know, well, to be I'm fair. not looking too bad, mate. I mean, look, I'm, I thought I'd wear the outfit today, yeah. like, for the benefit of the people. I'm, it's only the watch is different. I just need the football. Uh, just need the football. Just, I'm, I'm a child. I'm off air. Then, then. So I, I look like the sign for the episode. But no, I'm 47 when the clock turns next year. So uh, I'm getting old. My kids are... Um, I don't have kids. I've got adults. They're 23 and 19. And uh, they're finding their way in the big, big wide world. And that, that leads me back to you. But how, how, how's your family? How, how's, how's it all going? Good, good. Yeah, four kids now, Peter. We had number four. We, we, we do, we're flying along with three. We thought we were doing fine. Lockdown came along and we thought, actually, you know what? We, this is easy. We can chuck another one in the mix. So. She was. She came along last Christmas, twenty seventh of December. She's about to be one. What's her name? Uh, Isabella. Isabella. So she's baby number four. I presume, I presume Isabella and her siblings are big listeners of the show. Big listeners, yeah. They'll yeah. definitely be all over this. To be fair, um, actually, funny enough, when we we're doing all the charity work and a few, there was a few sort of local newspapers and ads and stuff. The kids actually find it fascinating that we're on Google, so they Google our name, <laughs> and there's pictures of them on Google where we've done. There's been stuff in magazines and newspapers and stuff for all the charity work uh, so they absolutely love that so they'll be buzzing about this Peter they'll be definitely listening well they won't just to be able to listen they can watch they can as well watch mate. As well, Char- Char- Charlie's I'll setting up the wave. new Charlie's setting up the new Foyne Jones show channel so hello what's, what's all four's name right, we've got Florence who's like the oldest Florence then Dominic enjoy the show daddy's on the telly yeah Dominic number two Florence Matilda. Dominic yeah Matilda or Tilly yeah. as she likes and then Isabella so, so just so we got that right we've got Four Murphy children. Yeah. Three of them are girls. Three One girls. of them's a boy. We're completely outnumbered. Good luck to the two of you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, mate. Yeah. Don't worry, he does his, his worst on the three girls. He keeps them on their toes all the time. Still playing so. football and rugby? Still play. He's not so much rugby anymore, but football. But we, I, I coach the girls' team now, so I do the under-9s, under-10s actually now, girls. And I do, I've do. i been roped in to do the under-8 boys. So Saturdays and Sundays, busier than ever, out in the mornings, football, but absolutely love it. We've got some cracking kids out there. Uh, it's great for the girls to be playing. They play in the London Girls League, so that's brilliant to get girls' yeah. football going strong. So we've got 14 amazing 10-year-olds who are out every Saturday playing matches all around London. Um, so that's great. And then I do the boys as well, boys, normal boys league. It, it amazes me, Bart, how many people from our industry are, are involved in sports coaching in yeah. some way. I, I've been on that journey. I mean, I'm, I'm proud to say I've retired the whistle, but I, I, people know I coach for Fulham in the development centres in Lily Rec. And, uh, you know, we run, we had 11 teams playing in the Hammersmith and Fulham leagues. And, you know, there was Fulham Association there. Um, I've coached in Spain, you know, and, 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 and sort of from my perspective, it was... It was it was just 
a, a relax and you make a difference. And, and, and when, you, when you see the, the changes you can make and how they bond and how they gel and how they grow, you take a lot of pride of it. I mean, yeah. right now, Foyne Jones is sponsoring Michael Class. Hashtag different class for the listeners. Uh, Michael's career started at Fulham, you know, and he's one of the players that was at Fulham. Um, he got let go from Fulham at, uh, at 18. He went to QPR. He didn't break into the first team at QPR. He went to Southend. He did make a few appearances on loan to Bromley. Change of management, back at Southend, let go in the summer. Turns up playing for my local non-league team, Lewis. I can't not sponsor the lad. Yeah. I've known him since he's four years old. So so we've been going to watch him. We've, and I always like local football. I've still got a Fulham course. I've got my season tickets. I go home and away. But when we can support local teams, it's fantastic. And you mentioned women's football. You know, shout out to Lewis Football Club because what they're doing there, you know, with the equal pay between the men's and the women's team, there is no better example of what women's sport can achieve. They're, yeah. they're fantastic for it. And, and that's the role models you want. Isn't it? Yeah, we're really lucky. Again, we've got a cracking club near us, Wildstone. Uh, they've, they're the main team are in a national league, but like that, they've got I think twenty-seven. Lewis, Wildstone. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got about twenty-seven youth teams, but they're cracking. I mean, the girls' team in my daughter's age didn't exist when she was playing. She was playing yeah. with the boys, and they literally said, "Look, get your friends down here." We'll put a girls' team together, and they followed it through, and then we got roped in to do it, you know. And uh, it's been great ever since. She's been doing it about two and a half years. But you now. don't get roped in begrudgingly. You kind you of like, you kind of tie yourself they want up. Some don't willing you? Yeah. people to sort of step up yeah. and run the club, does, run the team. Does the Wildstone Raider still hang out there? There is, yeah, there, yeah. He's definitely yeah. making an appearance. Do you appearance. want some? I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Is he still about? Yeah, he was about. doing like Christmas parties, and he turned up on. But you could hire him to come on stage yeah. and stuff, couldn't yeah. you? I've seen him a few times, and he's definitely around, and he's doing yeah. quite a lot. I've seen he does a. A link came out the other day on YouTube of he was doing something there. Yeah. So, yeah, that that famous clip, that famous clip, which um, which you know is probably not appropriate for everyone, but that famous clip was um, was when Wilson were playing the local teams here. They were playing Whitehawk, okay, you know, yeah, and yeah, Whitehawk yeah. Uh, just five or ten minutes, Charlie, yeah. ten, ten, ten minutes that way. So, I mean, that's that that's taking the world of football from grassroots boys and girls to the non-leagues. And naturally, I got a bit of fun and football club in there because I, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, you've got to drop part. that in. You know that. You know that. You've seen where we are in the league this season. Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah, comfortable, <laughs> comfortable top. We're dangerously becoming a team that's far too good for the championship and not quite good enough to stay in the yeah. Premier League. So that's something we've got to work on. Big game Friday because we play our old gaffers team, Scott Parker's Bournemouth, on Friday night live on the. I'll be at Craven Cottage and um, we're clear of them um, we haven't played them before so we could go a few more points clear if we, if we get the result but uh, worryingly you know Fulham fans are complaining Bart because we've not won our last two games we've only drawn them ok yeah well, how dare no we losses. Yeah, how exactly dare we be that. top of the league and drew two games on the bounce exactly well hopefully you can turn it around on Friday oh, mate, we're doing well but let's go back to what you achieved last summer because what you achieved last summer with your charity work, it's got you a lot of recognition, hasn't it, in yeah. some awards. I mean, yeah. you know, it is about you, this episode. So let's talk about the recognition you got. Yeah, it was. listen, I mean, the industry have been amazing with that, to be fair. I mean, obviously, that's not why we did it at all. You know, we were just sitting there back in March last year wanting to make a difference. Uh, it went to whole new heights. We weren't expecting it to go anywhere near. Initially, I was scrapping around trying to get a few boxes of masks for sort of local hospitals. 
we ended up with 20,000 items out to all, all hospitals all across London, which was phenomenal. So we're happy with that. But loads of sort of newspapers, magazines jumped on the back of it. BMF being amazing at sort of promoting that story and really pushing it out. And uh, yeah, back in the summer, I was sitting there at the BMN Awards, just sort of, you know, for once, just going, not hosting a table, not having to really do work, just sort of popped along, uh, enjoying myself and a couple of colleagues and uh, just sort of sitting there and I was sort of listening to one of the awards. I thought, that sounds really familiar. I had no idea at all. And they were talking about uh, BMF Ambassador of the Year and sort of running through it all. And then lo and behold, I thought, this is starting to sound scary, familiar to what <laughs> I've done. And I'm looking around the table. They all thought I was winding them up. They thought I knew all about it, had absolutely no idea, called me up on stage and they gave me the BMF Ambassador of the Year, which was amazing, you know, phenomenal. BMF have supported me, you know, right through my whole journey, to be fair. You know, I've, I've won a young merchant for them before. Uh, now that I'm on the more supplier side, I might be tapping them up to see if I can get on the old uh, supply, young supplier of the year. But no, You're still going in for the young awards, mate. I'm still Where, in where's there. the cut-off? People, uh, yeah, I, I, might, <laughs> I might just be about that, might pass it now. But yeah, people still surprised at that. Even my boss the other day was laughing. I said to him, I'm not, I don't qualify for the booster jab yet because I wasn't 40. Uh, and, and even he was he was astounded by that. I think I'm like Peter Pan of the merchant industry. Well, mate, I mean, you, you know, it's a, I mean, I mean, I mean, from what I, from what I know, but from the outside looking in, you know, you're a merchant boy first, and you're boy and man. You know, we we went through that journey on the on the episode last summer, and a lot of it in the early stages resonated so much with me because I was a kid from a cancer estate. I did start my first job part-time at Travis Perkins in Fulham on the in the yard doing admin on the counter, and you know. Ended up nine and three quarter years later at Travis Perkins, sales director designate, moved across to Jewson, run London at 27, London sales director. Um, you know, that was that was life changing for me. And, I, and, and you know this, I have so much passion for the builders merchants industry. I have so much passion for what for what the industry offers. And, you know, I'm going to say this, we are still missing a trick with the next generation. Where, yeah. where are the stars of the future? And, um, and what, can, what do you think, Bart? We, we should as an industry, so I'm not talking for the Federation, so I'm, not, you know, that, I'm talking as an industry, as influencers and personalities in the industry. What could we be doing different? I think, again, uh, as I said, when you look around the industry right now and you see people, and there's loads of people that we know, both of us know together, there's loads of us that have actually made a massive career, been really successful from going in as a Saturday boy or girl, working hard and progressing up through the industry. But yeah, you're right. At the moment, it's not when kids are sort of looking at their options and they're not necessarily looking at the construction industry or the builders merchant industry to think, right, that's somewhere that I want to, you know, go and work. Some merchants are doing a cracking job at getting youth in mm. and, and developing them. But I think overall, the industry are missing a trick there. And I think there's definitely work we can do. I think it's awareness, really. I think it's things yeah. like this, you know, you know, sitting around telling a story, seeing how successful people have been, because there's so much of it. When you, when you get exposed to it and you hear the stories of, uh, you know, some of the top people in the industry and where they've come from and they've started in the yards and they've done this, that and the other. It's phenomenal. And I, I was so talking much... to, to Jack the lad who works with us and he's doing a degree apprenticeship with us and we were talking about an MD and I was going like, you know, I remember him in the yard. He's going, what do you mean? I said, he used to work in the yard. Like, I was a rep. I, I remember him in the yard. And he was kind of like, but, I said, but that's true. Like, there's no... You know that that education and that that ability to learn, and I know generations change and, and the world changes, and I think the the biggest step change that the industry needs for me is to make itself more attractive 
are more exciting yeah. to the younger generation. Yeah. Because I agree with you, Bart, the positions are there. The career pathway is there. You can join as a Kickstarter. You can join as an apprentice. You can join as a graduate. You can, you can transfer in. You can transfer out. There's, there's routes and pathways there. What I would love to break is the, the preconception that good is someone who's got five years' experience who's worked from a competitor and can start tomorrow. Yeah. That's not good. No. That's and easy. That, and a lot of people are sort of seeing that now. You used to want to just sort of go to the local competitor, yeah. nick their member of staff because they've got a few years' experience. I think people are seeing more and more now that you can get really good talent in, you can pick up the product knowledge. I think when someone's good with customers and they want and people want to deal with them, you know, that, that beats product knowledge all day long. You can learn product knowledge. You can't learn how to have a personality and have that banter on the counter. You've either got that or you haven't, you know, and that's... That's the big key here. Um, I do. I'm an ambassador for the BMF, so I do try and get out there to sort of colleges and careers evenings and sort of fly the flag high. You know, I think what they're doing is great. They've got ambassadors all over the country, and they do do do, do it. But there's so you know thousands and hundreds of thousands of kids making those choices, and and even no matter what we're doing, it's just a drop in the ocean, really, to what what could be being done by the yeah. industry. And and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'll say this publicly again. I, I say it all the time. You know, I'm here. I've got a voice, I've got a following, I've got a personality. Uh, I've, I think that at the right time, you know, you, you parachute me in or you get me involved in some way with, with what we're doing, we can disrupt things and we yeah, really definitely. can do it. But, but again, it's, it, it's all about it working for all parties involved. Yeah. And I think sometimes that, that, you know, where you can be different and you can be challenging and you, and you want to do it in a way which, which is how you are, it doesn't fit with everyone, and, and and I understand that. But we've done some we've done some brilliant rec- work with uh, an apprenticeship company called DDAC late recently, and they approached us because of our collaboration with the BIKBBI, and they spoke to us about you know we've got 130 or 140 apprentices in play. They're in play with trade kitchen businesses. They're in play with merchants. They're there. We're struggling to manage them because we haven't got enough boots on the ground. We need someone in Manchester. We need someone in um, in Yorkshire. We need someone in Croydon. You know, someone doing it in South London. Um, they were looking for a trainer, but you didn't have to be a, like a, a, a qualified trainer because they could give you that qualification. What they wanted, Bart, where, this, where the recruitment was so beautiful, is they wanted someone who can roll into an independent builder's merchant get how it operates, get what the personalities and the people are like and support that young learner with on-the-job coaching and development so they don't just get through their apprenticeship, they fly and they pass it. I probably would say this year, those four projects, and we've executed them all, you know, have been, been some of the most enjoyable because they're positions that we wouldn't normally come to us. You know, they're training and assessment, assessor roles, but we've been able to match the personality and almost vocational calling of these people with the right sectors and businesses. Yeah. And the feedback we've had has been phenomenal. And you sit back and you go, if one of those people is going to look after 40 learners, or say one of those people is going to look after 10, 20 learners, and they're going to make a difference, we're helping the industry. 100%. And yeah. that's where I want to be. So so I don't know where, where my voice sits and where I am. And I, and I mean this with love. I've, I've been supporting the industry now as a recruitment business for 18 years. I only spent nine and three quarters years in it, but I hear the challenges, I see the challenges, and, and if Peter Jones and Bart Murphy can stand up, stand up above the parapet and say, this is good, you should get involved, come and get involved, I think there's some passion and some energy there, mate. Yeah, so definitely. Something for us to talk about off air and, and see yeah, where yeah. it goes. But you got your award. Got the award. You're humble about your award. You yeah. weren't expecting it. 
be honest with you, I said at the time, it was 100% deserved. Um, there's been some recent changes of, of leadership and, and things are going there. Uh, I think you should stay part of it. I, I, I genuinely think the industry needs voices like you out there and that's uh that'll be myself yeah. on it no I'm, I'm very passionate about bmf and what they do and you know just to, uh, raising awareness for the whole industry to be fair so no absolutely love that um yeah so that's mm. good no, that's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and i think bart that's a great great start to the show because that's that's where we were and how we got here what we're going to do in the second half of this podcast is we're going to talk about what you're doing now the story so far and what to expect next year and beyond Life-changing recruitment for the KBB, builders, merchant and construction industries. Creative social content, specialist knowledge, world-leading video technology, helping you find career happiness and helping your business attract its stars of the future. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do. Okay, welcome back to episode six with Bart Murphy. Bart, we've reminisced about last summer and, you know, I don't, or the, the, the summer of the pandemic, we've reminisced about that. We did, we are in the new normal. We've got into the new normal. You know, we, we're getting our life back. Yes, we are dealing with a new variant. We are going to see some changes into our way of life slightly. I don't think it's going to affect us in any way like it did before. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about where you are now and you know the story so far because you moved on you moved into a new position I'm not going to articulate it for you it's going to be all about you so but what are you up to now what is the story so far so story so far Peter so February this year um well December last year sort of took a leave out of the merchant industry after 20 years sort of weighed up a few different options and the one that really jumped out to me the one that I was most excited about there was a few to look at but uh, HSS sort of approached me and talked to me about sort of really pushing on their partnership and their merchant offering uh, and moving that along to the next level so uh, John Overman is the MD reached out to me at Christmas um, we had some conversations and then I joined HSS in February um, basically, HSS had started to put mini HSS pop-ups within Builders Merchants, which you, which I know and love. Uh, I'd, I'd done one myself with them at Moran's down in South London. Um, so I just got to know the HSS team, got to work closely with them, see what they're all about. You know me, Peter, I'm a people person. Mm. Really, really warm to the team. They've got a cracking bunch of guys and girls. And then when they approached me to sort of take the project on and move it along, I was completely flattered. But absolutely, something I absolutely loved, still getting to work with the merchants, but on a much bigger national scale, you know, every day in different merchants all over the country, getting a nose around everyone's yards that, that's and That's so warehouse. true, though, Bart, because there was a passage of play. I don't know when it was, but I'd go, like, sort of maybe late June, July, around that time, that everywhere I went, you'd just been or you were coming the next day. So, you know, you're talking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, mean, oh, yeah, I was there last week. I'm like, you joking? Oh, I'm going, I'm like, what? This is spooky. Do you remember yeah, that? It yeah, was almost yeah. over, over three or four All over period. the country, yeah. Well, I think the thing is, what we're doing is it, it, it's got massive national coverage. So I do yeah. all of England and Wales. Um, we so started in February with 24 sort of mini HS stores within the merchant stores. And their aim was to sort of get that number up to 50. Um, 
And literally, yeah, we hit the ground running. Obviously, I've got a lot of contacts in the industry. There was a cracking pipeline already in place. But, you know, just starting to talk to people that I know in the industry, start to think things a bit mm. differently, do things a bit differently within HSS. And basically, we're at the point now we've added 30 more locations right through the whole of England. We're up in Liverpool and York. We've got loads down on here on the south coast. We've got one here in Brighton. I, I know about that, man, because you, you, I'm going to share this with the listeners because I just think it was so surreal. You sent me a picture of you in an ice cream on the beach when you yeah, were down here yeah. in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you keep driving. You come to my house. It's yeah, only 10 minutes keep along, going the, along, along the coast. You've yeah. got to make the most of it. When you come down to Brighton, you need to fit in your fish and chips yeah. or, your, or your ice cream on the beach. Uh, the weather's a bit colder today. There's, none so of that. There's no, no chance of that today, today, mate. After your journey down there, you'd be no. straight back up the M23, wouldn't you? When I heard Scott's podcast with you a few weeks ago, I was quite jealous that he actually came down the night before, had a few beers and a burger, and there's me stuck on the M23 to yeah, small. I, mean, I should uh, have done it his way around. Yeah, he's living the dream, though, mate, isn't he? You know, he, he's, is, he he's, is. he's not in merchanting, like, merchanting or recruitment, mate. He's in digital and virtual tours. Yeah. So, you know, that's how they roll. Yeah. I mean, he's probably like me. He's getting all over the country. I heard he was in Edinburgh. Yeah. You know, he's getting all around the place. So it's he's the in Epsom at the Epson, is he, yeah? He's recording Epsom as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting all over the country as well. So we've done, as I said, we've added 30 stores this year. So we're up to 54 now. Uh, last one we've done is Bristol. Uh, and, and we've got a nice, big, exciting pipeline ahead to move it on further. Uh, and just for, just for the benefit of our connections and listeners that, that may be you know living under a stone and, and haven't seen this because it's very well marketed and very well publicised, what, what you're actually offering, it's... Um, it's almost an implant tool hire facility in an established merchant. Yeah. So the merchant has the stock. They have their customers. They've got their footfall. They've got their heavy side, light side team, but you know, all the product groups. What, what you're actually offering is, you know, you're, you're going in, you're going to badge up a tool hire, fully functioning yeah. with the team. Drops yeah, in there, everything away they go. Yeah, hundred percent. The whole thing drops in. We've got a mix. We've got people that have never ever touched tool hire, you know, and and want to have that offering in there to sort of offer it to their customers. We've got people that have tried it themselves and it hasn't worked, or or it's maybe too much headache. You know, merchants are busy environments. They've got other things to sort of focus on. So if they can get someone else to look after the hire, that's worked really well as well. So a few locations we're in, we've sort of taken over their hire. But mostly we're sort of putting that whole module in. We're putting all the stock in, the kit, the point of sale, the colleague in place. Then we're getting them supported by a cracking team of regional salespeople. And it's doing phenomenal. It's doing really, really well. You know, we're really pleased with how it's done. And as you said, we've we've reached all different parts of the country. Like you, I'm a London boy, born and bred. So working at a London merchant for 20 years, I didn't. My geography of England wasn't wasn't great. I didn't get around too much. But in this role, I have literally been all over the country. I must have been to every city in town. You know, length and breadth of the country. I, I'm, I was. I was. I was lucky. I was. I was blessed. I might be cursed, but following Fulham from the from the old fourth division to the Premier League and back down again into Europe, I've been to so many far flung places on this <laughs> uh, on this country to watch Fulham lose, maybe win. You know, turn up sometimes. Bart, and I, I'm ashamed to say this, sometimes I've had so much to drink on the train up, I don't even make the game. You know, like the pub's <laughs> nice and warm. The pub's nice and warm. It's raining outside. We're just getting. We just stay here and say, we, we watch it on on the phone. But those days were mate, in my younger days. 
baseball. Yeah, not not yeah. so much now. It does take its toll. No, not so not so much now. <laughs> but uh, I had a terrible trip to Coventry earlier this year, and there's no disrespect to the good people of Coventry, but Fulham were flying high, you know. So I thought I'll go to the way, I'll go to Coventry. Funny enough, never seen this play Coventry. Do you like the way I seamlessly got Fulham in? It's yeah, amazing, yeah. isn't it? It's a gift. Charlie. Dropped it back but, in. But, He's used to that. But, but so so I've been 122 football grounds or 26, I think it is, and uh, across the world, never seen Fulham play Coventry. We just paths never crossed. Um, we go up there. We're on a we're on. Um, we've won about five games on the spin. We're one nil up. It's half time. It's like it's like friends reunited down down in the bar at half time. There's people I haven't seen since school. You know, since whenever. So we're we're having a beer. By the time I'd sat back down, Bart, Fulham were three one down. I sat back down to see the fourth go in, and I just <laughs> thought, like, what, how's this even happened? But that's that, that's it. But that's the, football, isn't it? But it is football. But the geography, the miles you're putting in, the shift you're putting in, setting up these 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 new depots or the new new implants or new branches. The estate grows, doesn't it? The, the yeah. estate grows, and where's the where, where's the pressure point to get it over the line? Is it is it with the MD? Is it with the operational teams? Where uh, you know because you're going to have, and I think this is important. You're going to have the credibility. You know, yeah. when you're knocking on the door, you have the credibility. They're going to listen. They're going to want to talk. How does that work? That that whole process. I think. Listen, it was. I think it was obviously harder in the earlier days because you know. There, it, there was a smaller group of merchants on board. Yeah. It was it wasn't that well publicised what we were doing. I think as we've um, sort of moved it along and we've got some big names backing it now, we've got you know a lot of big merchants that have sort of invested in it and, and put time and effort into it. That's actually made things a little bit easier because you've actually had times where you know back end of the year I've got people ringing me wanting it in their merchants rather than me sort of hounding people and you know LinkedIn. I've just messaged people on LinkedIn. You know just using that platform as you do so well. You know, just really going back to basics, going back to my contacts, my networking events and stuff, you know, my my little black book, working it that way. We've had some real success there, but we've managed with that, we've managed to bag a few big name merchants in there. And then that sort of helped the whole fit the whole thing to build up momentum. You know, we've gone from a point of when I joined doing sort of one merchant store every sort of two or three weeks to then through the whole summer, we were doing two a week, you know, all through May, June, July, August. And, and how you know how do you deal? Because this is important, I think, to all listeners at whatever level, right? You're going to have SDRs listen to this, business developers listen to this, and what I think is amazing, Bart, is you've just, you've just gone through lots of different disciplines, which create opportunity, create meetings, create create a relationship. You haven't used words like algorithm. You haven't used words like plan marketing and campaign. It's old school what you're yeah, doing. You know, yeah. it's it's pressing flesh. It's hearts and minds. It, it's doing the. It's people are buying into you first, and you, and you're going from there. How do you deal with a pushback when it's like no means no? Yeah, I think... Do you, you keep know, going? Do you keep fighting? Or when, when, do you, when do you moonwalk off and go, perhaps it ain't the right time? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think there's lots of things. I think there's been, you know, there's been situations where there's been version, different versions of what I'm trying to deliver now happened over previous years that haven't been as successful. So that, that sometimes leaves a bit of a bit of taste in people's mouths and, and they're a bit reluctant to want to do it. Um, I don't take no well very easily, but I think in any sort of sales role, I think to be a good at sales, you have to be able to take that sort of rejection. You have to know when you focus your energy and when to a good time to move on. But generally, I think it's a... It's an education piece. It's just sort of winning hearts and minds. It's getting people to understand what you're trying to do. Ultimately, you know, we're, we're there to offer, improve their customer experience, give them an extra service. You know, they can earn some money out of it along the way. They get increased footfall. You know, there's product, there's customers that are then buying their products. It's 
a win-win. It's quite an easy sell, to be fair. Like, it isn't... I'm not tasked with this real difficult sales piece, really. No, it I is... remember in my London sales conference days when I had my juice and hat on, <laughs> the, and this shows how long ago it was, the last one we did, Charlie, was in a football stadium called Highbury. Yeah? All right? So, so you know, it was at Highbury. So we did the London conference there, and I remember we had the guy that was running Tall Eye. He's a great guy. We had, we had him he had, he's doing a, sh- 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 a section, and he bought a couple of pieces of kit. I mean, there was a mixer. There was a there was a dr- something to drill and something that smashed things up. You know, they were there. And, good, and he good was saying, and, and he, had, he had a big suitcase of, of, of fake pound notes. Right, they weren't real pound notes. It was fake pound notes, and he was just just really flowing through some slides of lots of lorry loads of cement and lots of lorry loads of bricks. And he was saying, look at the money. Look at the profit margin in this hire against what you're doing there. And it was almost one of the eureka moments when when I could see four or five of the sales... I'm not going to say all of them because I don't think we were that good. But you could see some of the account managers, some of the sales team, opening up their eyes to the possibility of introducing tool hire to a punter you're already dealing with. Yeah. You're yeah. already He's already coming in. He's already talking to you. You've got your audience. And that's where I think concessions have been born from because you're not a pioneer of concessions with, with no. plant hire. It's all over the world. It's, yeah. it's in your retail store. It's in your food store. It's, it's in your clothes store. And, yeah. and there's got to be mileage in it. I think that's the next big thing. I mean, I think we hire because people know HSS and people are going into those merchants and doing it anyway. I think you're exactly right there. The next big phase for us, we've got 30 new stores out there. They're all doing well. They've sort of hit that initial traction of footfall in the stores. But the next big piece will then be to really tap into those merchants customer bases you know those those big players of those stores and really get them understanding that they can get the hire from there and changing that piece so we've done the bit about you know getting the store open starting to build up some footfall in the stores the next piece will be to really really tap into that sort of merchant key account business as well mm. I, I still get so passionate about it because I just I, and I feel it and, and, and I still if I walk into a, a trading branch and there's no buzz or no you know, people are not making eye contact it makes me sad yeah, you know, but it's the same in any environment because it's. And, and my, my son, who's a couple of floors upstairs, when we were on our thirty-six mile round trip, trip to like drop his brother back to North Yorkshire at the weekend, you know, we we there was a girl in a hotel and she was so helpful and positive. He was like, you know, like you know, people sometimes look down at staff on yeah. behind the jump on a reception. That he goes like, if you can turn up for work and do it with a hundred and ten percent effort and smile, he said that's magnificent. And yeah. I went like. Oh, you, you've learned, you've been brought up well. Yeah, fair yeah. play, He's your mum. Like you know, but it was it was it was so poignant because then you you kind of take it away. And I, and I was saying this to my team in the recruitment side of it is that everything we do it can change someone's life. So how do you make, how do you how are you making them feel? How do they feel after they've met you, spoke to you, had an email from you, interacted with you? Yeah, that's so important, isn't it? It is definitely. I think it's that it is. You know, I'm like I'm like I brought up in the same way as your son, Peter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the guy on the gate letting me into park or the security guard. You know, anyone. I treat everyone the same, whether it's the MD or the guy on the counter. So, I am a personable guy. You know, I do. I love relationships. I love people. So it is just about treating everyone. I get, I get the way. train here, mate. So my journey's a lot less than yours, right? Okay. So <laughs> so so it's Brighton. So I don't drive. I get the train. It's a couple of stops. But do you know what? I say thank you to the conductor yeah, when, yeah. I, when, when they come and like, like check my ticket. I don't moan that they're checking my ticket because I should have one. And then when I get off, they're often hanging around the last, the last door. So I say thank you. People look at me like I'm really strange. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, 
well, it's just sort of basic. Maybe no one else says it to them, but they really smile. And I'm thinking, like, if me just saying thanks on the way off this train has made your next couple of stops yeah. a bit better, doesn't but I think it's it? not just how you behave, but it's how everyone else... I mean, we, we don't have an indefinite amount of... I can't open right... We're going to open 300 of these. You know, we, we want select merchants. We've got some places where we've got three or four partners and, and, we, and we can only do one store in that town. You know, so we're actually also looking to see what the teams are like at those yeah. locations, how well we'll fit in with them. Almost like a pre-qualifying. Yeah, it works both ways. So as much as, it's like a job interview, as much as, you know, you're interviewing the candidate, the candidate's interviewing you, is that the company I want to work for? So it is a two-way relationship. They're sort of sussing out whether or not HSS is the right partner for them. We're sussing out whether their locations and stores. But to be honest with you, you know, I love the merchants and all I've got to do for nine months is just spend day, days in and out of merchants yeah. all over the country. Tree. Yeah, seeing that how some people tradi- really traditional, then you've got some really modern stuff that's so, happening. I'll tell you another little story about HSS. I remember going back, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say nine or ten years ago, I was invited up to Trafford Park. Yeah. And I remember sitting in reception at Trafford Park and they had the old photos, like the old black and white photos. Yeah. And I'm looking at one, I'm going, I know that. I know that. And it was, I think it was one of their first stores on Fulham Road. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so I grew up in Lancaster Court Estate on 570 Fulham Road. And there's like 625 Fulham Road. It was one of the first stores. I was like, wow, like yeah. how surreal is that? It's, just, it's, it's amazing for me as well, because same as that, when I went to school, I mean, where I used to get the bus home every day, there was a HS on the corner. So I, it was, you know, it was iconic DNA, that everyone knew yeah. that it was there. And that's what I've absolutely loved about joining HS. You know, I've gone from the small independent now to the big national PLC. Everyone knows who they are, you know, and I've absolutely loved that transition up, working at a sort of bigger level with a, a, a huge group of people, but everyone I've come across, everyone I've worked with, generally have been phenomenal. I mean, from the outside looking in, you know, you've ripped it up with what you've done at the BMF in the in the under twenty one category. How you still in that? <laughs> still part? I don't on. know, but you know, I don't know. Maybe you was in it at the start, and you can still play till the tournament's <laughs> over. You know, that's how it works in under twenty one football. But but you ripped it up there. You had a great career at, at Moran's, and now what you're doing at HSS, it is getting noticed. It's been brilliant to get you on this episode. Um, let's just take a step out of HSS just for a couple of minutes and just but think about what we i.e. you what you what you see happening trend wise in the industry 2022 quarter one quarter two and as we travel this time next year where, where do you think we'll be I think it's a really it's a really tough one it's a, it's a changing landscape I think people are working differently people are behaving differently I think that you know that move back to the office whether or not that's going to happen you know I think when we first jumped on last summer, sort of teams were sort of really kicking off. Now it's the new normal. If you're not on a Teams or video call every day, you know, something's gone wrong. So it is sort of capturing how people are going to work differently. And I think as well, in those traditional merchant stores or, or just in life in general, I think businesses have to think differently about consumers. You know, my wife's do, you know, we're, we're away for Christmas, but she's doing all the Christmas shopping. I guarantee my wife will not step into one shop Right, every single thing will be done and delivered to the door and a package. She's got four kids, you know, to look after. <laughs> there will not be a shop. And it is it's just sort of capturing those habits, capturing how people do things. Everyone's busy, you know, life's busy. And it is just thinking about right, how to do things differently. And I think the ones that jump on that quickly 
will be the ones that are really Does successful. Does Mrs. Murphy have a lot of preloaded shopping bags in different sites? Yeah, it annoys me because I think, yeah. why haven't you checked out? I, yeah. I, have you ordered this yet? And it, yeah. she's got all these different sort of checkout things waiting to be checked out. And, yeah. you know, um, it is in our uh, house, there's uh, always yeah. something uh, on your obviously, Amazon. Obviously, we're recording this. No, we're recording this and we're, we're just coming out of Black Friday, Cyber Monday and the month of black sales and whatever. And I, I was always looking at, you know, oh, what about this? This is in the box. That's in the box. I'm like, oh, no, we're gonna buy. We're gonna buy. I'm like, whoa, you know, we, we can. But but I think that's 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 kind that's kind of the world world we're in, and and that is the new normal. You mentioned video technology. I mean, it, it was a it was a godsend to me because we were pioneering video technology. So with the world waking up to it. That made our approach much more pliable with people. They were much yeah. more, yeah, that could work. So you're actually going to, you're going to talk to these people when they're not at work. You're going to pre-qualify and inter- interview them for their suitability for this role. You're not just going to send me a piece of paper, Peter. No, you're going to send me them being interviewed by you, talking about what they can do in the role. Yeah. And I've only got to log on. I've only got to see the ones I like the most. Boom. Yeah, you know, it's that, a massive that was, cultural that was change. a game changer yeah. for us. And we will face some uncertain times, Bart, but I think that together we're stronger and with the right leadership, I think the industry will be okay next year, yeah, don't you? It will be, definitely. You know, there's loads of big projects happening. There's loads going on. Uh, it, it's a cracking industry to be part of. But as you said, you know, it's moving it forward, you know, and, and doing things differently. Bart, listen, it's been really good to get you back on the episode. We're going to finish up off with a few things. So I, I did say thank you, and I'm embarrassed to say you missed out on oh, starring in the Lockdown oh, Diaries, OK? So there's one for Daddy, and there's one to take home. These are statement pieces. I want to see them cheekily featuring in the Murphy kitchen. There's two personal copies, which I will just sign now. Probably could turn up Charlie on the Antiques Roadshow in yeah, a few years. We'll get, um, we'll get when a product. When they're filming in Ryslip, you know. <laughs> we'll get a little product placement there for the next video. There you go. There's, there's two oh, copies look of Lockdown Diaries for you, sir. Thanks very All much, right. mate. Um, as a closing message, I think what I'd like to say, Bart, is you are, I believe, one of the good guys of the industry. And, and I mean that, you know, not because you're sitting in front of me. I say it about you when you're not here. I think you do you do things right. You do it for personality. You influence the right sectors, the right organisations and the right federations. So if anyone listening to this wants to know more about the BMF, you're an ambassador. They can talk to you. Yeah. I think if there's a young boy or girl, an old boy or girl, someone who's thinking about moving into tool hire, plant hire, builders merchanting, and they might not want to talk to a recruiter because some yeah, people yeah. don't. You know, they want to talk to someone else. I'm big enough to say they could reach out to you, couldn't they, Bart? 100%, yeah. yeah. I mean, even within the industry or within HSS, there's so many opportunities. You know, we can support people. If it's just career advice, I said, we do it massively for, for the industry. But if there's someone, an individual that wants to reach out, you know, I always had massive respect for the guy or girl who rocked up to your shop and handed a CV on a Saturday. Yeah. That, that physically doesn't happen anymore. But through a digital world, through reaching out on LinkedIn or a phone call or an email, you know, by all means, I'd welcome it with open arms. I, I, I work in the recruitment business. That's, that's my day job. Yes, we're doing some amazing... I mean, we've ripped it up with Jones Digital, to be fair. But if you look at recruitment, we are in a world of applications, CVs. And do you know what you do most of, Bart? You manage disappointment. Yeah. Yeah? Because you've never, not got, you've never got enough jobs for everyone. No. Not everyone's going to get an interview. Not everyone's going to get offered a job. And, and you're managing disappointment on almost a daily basis. When someone stands out from that crowd by an approach, by creativity... By wanting something so much, you can feel it in them. They're the ones you want to go work for. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think you've had that in your career. I've had that in my career. 
that's what's made this a brilliant episode. But from, from my perspective, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, I think we've just got to go back to the, to the Murphy clan. So we've got to say bye to them all individually. Yeah, Let's we'll go for them all, all again. Wave, yeah. Right, Florence. Florence, Number, goodbye. Yeah, bye. Uh, Dominic, see you later. Uh, Matilda, Tilly and uh, Isabella. And that is four new listeners to the show, Charlie. We will not let them get their Christmas presents, dare I say, if they don't (laughs) listen to all the episodes. But it's been really good to get you on board. That was the Foyne Jones Show. We're going back to business. And I think in next episode, next episode, one of your friends is coming in here. He's going to be sitting in that that chair. We've got another another young merchant and someone who's supporting the industry, Jamie Pierce from Agency 53. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. But I hope your journey home is better than your journey down. That will be. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for listening. That's the end of the podcast. Next episode, I'm joined by Jamie Pierce of Agency 53.